Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and I'd love to welcome you this morning to worship. I'm going to turn my radio down just because I can hear the feedback, so uh, I don't know if you can. Uh, For those podcast listeners, I'm really glad you're here too. This is the podcast recording for March 21st, 2021. Um, Got a couple announcements. One of is in a couple weeks it's easter it's resurrection sunday next next sunday is palm sunday and the sunday after that is easter right and in between we're going to do a monday thursday service yes we will be having a monday thursday service here at 6 p.m and it'll be a drive-in service much like this just a a little and we'll be breaking bread together too so make sure you join us uh, for that there's plenty of announcements in this pink this pink handout thing. Uh, notice that we're accepting uh, clothes for cash donations. Also, this Saturday is Mr. Rogers Day. I didn't know that. That's pretty exciting. Go fight win. He was a Presbyterian minister, you know, ordained, much like myself. Um, I have one more announcement, and I'm for that one, I'm going to invite Kathy Rasmussen to the mic, and she's going to give us an anniversary, uh, like a 60th anniversary update. Good morning. Last week I mainly talked about the Thursday morning women's Bible study, currently led by Susan White, Carol Applegate, and Patty Ernest. Today I want to talk about a group that I have been involved with for about 17 years. It's the Women's Wednesday Evening Bible Study Group. This group began in 1997 and was led by Ruth McCalmont, Sherry Jones, And in 2005, Doris Thompson became part of the facilitators for this group. They covered studies by Max Licato, He Chose the Nails, a series from the Daily Bread on suffering, and a study by Beth Moore on Believing God. About 2009, Ruth, Sherry, and Doris formed women's ministry, and the Wednesday night women's Bible study became part of that ministry. Over the years, Wednesday night women's group have studied the Bible using study guides by Max Licato, Beth Moore, John MacArthur, Charles Stanley, and Cynthia Held, just to name a few, and have covered most of the books of the Bible. Facilitators have been Ruth McCalmont, Sherry Jones, Doris Thompson, Carol Applegate, Judy M., and myself. This group meets on Wednesday nights at 6.30 from September through May. A summer Bible study book club facilitated by myself has been meeting together since 2013 on Wednesday nights at 6.30. The Thursday morning and the Wednesday evenings women's group provide the opportunity to grow in the knowledge and depth of our relationship with God, the Almighty. As we grow and bond as sisters in Christ through discussion of the word and prayer we are empowered and humbled both personally and as a group. The Thursday morning group will meet up again in the fellowship hall on April 8th at 10 o'clock, finishing up the last three lessons in their psalm study with Carol Applegate facilitating. The Wednesday evening group is currently meeting via Zoom with their study of Job, and on March 31st, we will start meeting at church, either in the room above the choir room or in the fellowship hall. Both groups have a couple of books available if you would like to join them. We would love to have you. I hope I have encouraged all women to join one of these groups now or for their next studies. 
If the meetings times don't work for you, talk to Jason or even myself. Depending on the interest and with guidelines, a new Bible study group can always be started. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy. And um, you may notice that Sharon's not amongst us this morning. Um, she had a pacemaker put in on Tuesday and still is recovering from that minor surgery, but everything went well and she's feeling great, but she's just slow to get back in the game and uh, earned a much needed rest. And then also, I just got word that John M's brother passed away uh, in Michigan. And I think his name's Tom. So just be praying uh, as the church family that we are uh, for the whole M family that God would meet them in this valley. Um, our call to worship this morning, and actually, if you're able and willing, please stand with me, and I'll, and I'll call us to worship using Psalm 51, verses 8 through 12. Satisfy me in your sweetness, and my song of joy will return. The places you have crushed within me will rejoice in your healing touch. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all my guilt by your saving grace. Keep creating in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take from me your sacred spirit. Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. Let's continue in worship by singing Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
be seated. Students, you are dismissed to your program this morning. God's steadfast love is everlasting. His faithfulness endures from generation to generation. Trusting in the mercy of God, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor together. Eternal God, our judge and redeemer, we confess that we have tried to hide from you, for we have done wrong. We have lived for ourselves and apart from you. We have turned from our neighbors and refused to bear the burdens of others. We have ignored the pain of the world, passed by the hungry, the poor, and the oppressed. In your great mercy, forgive our sins and free us from selfishness, that we may choose your will and obey your commandments through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. The new has come. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Hey, let's worship together. I'm excited to be back with you all today. Love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness. The kindness of a Savior. The hope of a nation. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save, forever, author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the Conquer 
for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. Sing it for the glory of the risen King. Sing it out. Here we go. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. Is mighty to save forever, offer of salvation, heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Sing it out, Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty. I'm no 
surrounded by the arms of the Father. Excellent. Let's see where they. We continue on our journey towards the death, resurrection of our Lord on Easter, or yeah, the Passion Week. Um, and we've been doing lectionary texts. And our lectionary text this morning, it's a little further down the road. We preached last week, John chapter 3. Um, and this is John chapter 12, and this is actually chronologically uh, right after Palm Sunday. F- so a couple thousand years ago, a week from tomorrow, this happened. So Jesus, 
goes into Jerusalem. And this is what happens on the Monday after Palm Sunday. Read with me John chapter 12, starting in verse 20. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now, my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The text opens and we have it's in the middle of a festival. <laughs> it's in the middle of a party. And in it, it's in it, it's in the middle of the commotion and the and the rigmarole of big-time celebration. And in comes a Greek person, meaning non-Jewish, meaning Gentile. And he, who does he go to? He goes to the two Greek-named disciples. There's right out of the gate, I just want to point out that people are going to come to you who are like you. Do you know what I mean? 
you got Lou, or Lloyd. I call him Lou because he looks like a Lou, but his name's Lloyd. People who love root beer are going to be, are gonna, yeah, there he is, Lloyd. He, they're going to gravitate towards the root beer drinkers. Just know that God has made you and he doesn't make mistakes. And you're the doorway to Jesus the Christ that are specifically placed on this earth for some people to get to him through. And just notice what the Greek person says. I want to see Jesus. Oh, that we would all just ask that, right? I, I just want to see Jesus. But he, so this person tells the Greek named disciples, the Greek named disciples tell Jesus, Jesus answered. That implies that this guy has asked a question. It, it seems to me that he hasn't really asked a question. He just says, I want to see Jesus. What's the question? Notice the context. He's really saying, one of the Greeks, one of the Gentiles going to really get to be a part of the people of God. He's, on, he's asking on behalf of all of us, when do we get to play? You know, when do we get put in, coach? Jesus doesn't answer until verse 32. If you skip down to 32, look at 32. Now is the judgment of this, nope. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. That's the answer. When he's lifted up. Now let's talk about that for a second. This is by most commentators called Jesus' Crucified Glory Sermon. I should have titled it that. That's a way better title than whatever I got. I, I think I, what was mine? Mine is, uh, look at that thing. My soul is troubled. That's good too. But I, 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 Jesus' title is better, I think, right? He's a, he's a, and you'll see that he's, he's a phenomenal preacher, like, because he's God wrapped in flesh. But he kicks off his sermon. Look at that. He kicks off his sermon. Jesus answered, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. That word glorified, what does it mean? Lifted up. Praised. He's actually quoting, if you... He's quoting the introduction to, the, to Isaiah's uh, last servant song back in Isaiah chapter 53. If you go back to 52 verses 13 through 15, which I'll do for us. But if you have a Bible, turn there with me. Isaiah 52, 13 through 15. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted and lifted up. He shall be glorified. He shall be very high. Just as there, 
I just had a flashback of cars. You remember the cars? I need to scream it from someplace very, very high. Anyway, he shall be lifted up very high, just as there were many who were astonished at him. So marred was his appearance beyond human semblance and his form beyond the mortals. So he shall he, so he shall startle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which he had not been told for that which had not been told them, they shall see. And that which they had not heard, they shall contemplate. Jesus is quoting this last servant song introduction to Isaiah that actually is describing how he's going to be the wounded healer and that by his stripes he are going to be healed. But at the introduction, did you hear that? He's going to show up, he's going to be lifted up, and all the kings of the world will shut their faces. They'll shut their mouths. they got nothing on this Lord. They have nothing on this Savior. They have nothing. This glorified, you get this big, huge picture of glorified. Glorified means everybody's looking up and saying, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But how does he mean it? How does Jesus mean it? Jesus is actually picturing himself on the cross in a couple weeks. Being lifted up and murdered. Being killed on a Roman cross. The most shameful thing that was on the earth right then. That was the most shameful way to die. He's flipping the script. And his sermon is phenomenal in that he's using these word pictures and everybody has this common thing that the Messiah is going to roll into town and be everybody's going to be like, yes, 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 it's going to be a wind day. But Jesus alone knows that it's going to be his death day. Keep cruising through his sermon. Back in the text. And then he 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 get. Pause for a second for the helicopter. That's kind of cool. And also pause, Philip. Thanks for putting this little wind. He put a little wind sock on this thing. You know, like he put one of those little muffle things. Gosh, he's, right now you would be hearing. But, but Philip, he's thinking. He's thinking outside the box. Thank you very much, Philip. And my wife clapped. That was cool. Um, in verse 24, he says, Some things have to die in order to bring life. And he uses this metaphor that every gardener knows, right? Some things have to die in order to bring new life. I know you've been praying for me. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. And I want to thank you for that. Um, this has been really hard. It's been a, a little over a month of really just kind of slogging through some of the, some of the emotions that are rolling around inside me. 
but your prayers uh, really matter and they really count. And this morning I woke up and I felt spring. I felt new life. I felt reminded of how good y'all are and how good this call is and how amazing this adventure we're all on is. Um, so thank you very much for continuing to tithe in your prayers and you're talking to God on my behalf. Um, but for those of you at home, if you'd like to send in your tithes and offerings, you send it to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And those of us that are here, there are offering plates um, to receive on your way out uh, your gifts and offerings. This morning's offerings are now received. Uh, you are about to hear one of the most um, loved choral anthems. Uh, it's one of the f one of the most famous. I have to say that I, uh, in the last fifty years of creation of Christian music. Um, in 1978, uh, the lyricist, her name is Linda Lee Johnson set out to do a poem on um, a famous uh, Psalm number eight, Psalm that talks about creation. And she associated herself with the composer Tom Fetke to create a, a, a new anthem. And he came in 1979, it was published, and is going strong to this day, 42 years later. It's sung in many churches. Few words about it. Uh, is written in three sections musically. One talks about and shows about creation. The second one talks about the man, the humans in the creation. And the third one, it's a resounding uh, song of praise on the word hallelujah. Let's listen to it.
Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the well, will of God in Christ Jesus for us. Standing on that promise, let us go before the Lord of all creation with our prayers and petitions. Merciful and gracious God, in whom we live and move and have our being, we thank you for this beautiful spring morning. The arrival of spring is a reminder that you, God, are making all things new. We have so much to be grateful for. Thank you that the vaccines are being distributed efficiently and COVID cases locally are on the decline. Our daily world is finally beginning to expand after this year of restriction, loneliness, and isolation. Lord God, we pray for your safety as the world is opening up. People are getting out and traveling more. Restrictions are being lifted in most states and all over the country, revelers are celebrating spring break. We pray that you would keep us mindful to do our parts to stay safe and protect those around us. Lord, we pray for the efficacy of the vaccines and minimal side effects to those that have been vaccinated. We also pray that barriers would be removed and all who are seeking to be vaccinated would be served with ease and the vaccines would find their ways to underserved communities. In the midst of our gratitude, Lord, there is so much hurt and brokenness in this world. Teach us to boldly participate in your kingdom plan. We pray for your mercy and protection for those worldwide in countries experiencing another COVID surge, countries like Italy and France. Keep them safe and provide the resources needed to care for those who are ill. Father, in our country, we pray your safety over Asian Americans that are feeling threatened and targeted. Enfold them in your protection, peace, and mercy. We pray that any violence that would be perpetrated against this group or any other targeted group would be thwarted before it even begins. Lord, our needs are many. The crisis at the southern border has been overwhelming, flooded with immigrants seeking asylum and more than 5,000 unaccompanied minors in custody. We pray for your protection, Father, over each child, man, and woman. We pray that the children in custody will soon be reunited with their families or placed in a loving temporary home. Give wisdom to our leadership in the course of action needed to deal with this crisis. Lord Jesus, we lift up those devastated by tornadoes this week. Prompt neighbor to help neighbor and bring help and hope to those affected. We continue to pray too for those in Texas recovering from the deadly freeze a few weeks ago. Provide the resources for those affected to care for their daily needs and repair and rebuild their homes. Father, it is our honor to pray for our brothers and sisters around us, in our country and around the world. Break our heart for what breaks yours. Guide us to be a part of your solutions and remind us never, never, never to stop praying for one another. 
We pray for those in our community, your healing for those experiencing health issues, your comfort for those who are lonely, your provision for those who are economically challenged. We lift up Pastor Sharon and pray for your continued healing following her procedure this week. We pray too for your healing on Phyllis Smith and wisdom for her doctors. Lord, we lift up to you those who are near and dear to us in need of a fresh touch from your Holy Spirit today. And we continue praying in the way you taught your disciples. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Like I said at the beginning, we're only a couple weeks. Actually, I said in the middle of my sermon too. We're only a couple weeks from Easter. I just want to remind everybody, this is going to make a lot of sense. Because last year, remember, we, we worshipped via podcast on Easter. And I'm so excited to be outside and doing this drive-in. And actually, I think we're going to raise up that flowered cross. You know that? So everybody bring your flowers, right, Don? Everybody bring your flowers. There's Don right there. That's what made me think of it. He's sitting front and center in his car right here. I said, oh, yeah, I got to announce that. So invite your... Invite everybody you've ever met. This is going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good outside, like, cross between sunrise service, because those are too early. Amen? <laughs> right? Those are a little too early. Just a smidge too early. But they're usually outside, so we'll be outside. Anywho, everybody stand. And I forgot, there was one more application to my sermon. We're just going to get going on applying it as we hit this week. And one is, uh, an application is... Um, Worship-filled gratitude for God sending his one and only son for each and every one of us. Amen? So we're going to close this service with our benediction will be us singing the doxology, which means thanks, basically. And I'll start us. Does everybody remember the doxology? If you don't, you'll catch on. Ready? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. See you next week, Palm Sunday.